Galatian or Corinthian churches. St. Paul wrote all of his epistles because these Christians who had been taught the truth of Jesus Christ and began walking in the gospel were slowly led astray by worldly influences. St. Paul writes his letters to correct the false teachings that had snuck into their theology. He is constantly trying to point them back to the one and only true good news of Jesus Christ. If St. Paul were alive today, I honestly believe he might have trouble finding enough paper and ink to write all the letters he would want to write to us here in America. I do believe it's true. As American Christians, we have let our culture, our society, and our national pride influence our faith and trust in Jesus. Satan has made great advances in the way we think about God and the way God is taught in our country. And I'm not even just talking about non-believers. I'm speaking specifically about people who claim to be Christians, who go to church, who pray in the name of Jesus. One of the most tragic things I see happening in our churches in America is that God's word is being twisted, manipulated, even paraphrased from the very pulpits. Straight out of the mouths of pastors come half-truths, verses taken out of context, and false hope. They preach about forgiveness and grace as if it were only good for this life here and now. They teach about God's love as if it's a magic potion that will make everything in life as grand as a fairy tale. They allow greed and the sinful desires of the flesh to affect the way they think about God. We call this the prosperity gospel. You may have heard that phrase before, but I want to explain to you what I mean when I say that phrase. The prosperity gospel says this, without God, life stinks. You have all kinds of stresses, burdens, sadness, and pain. Then you find Jesus, you believe in him, and all of a sudden, life is pretty good. It seems grand. The stress just disappears. The burdens are completely lifted. The sadness is turned to joy, and there is no more pain. Life with Jesus, it's perfect happiness, full of everything you ever desired right here, right now. Some preachers have even taken this so far as to say that with God in your life, you'll have nothing but fame, fortune, and success. When they say God loves you, they mean that he will only bless you with the best of the best. Sounds a lot like the American dream, doesn't it? Big house, nice car, great paying job, perfect little family, all around just a wonderful life with nothing to worry about except which Ivy League you'll send your kids to. Well, the reason it sounds so similar is because the prosperity gospel is Satan twisting the word of God to say that through your faith, you can have the American dream. By believing in God, you can have everything your sinful flesh has ever desired and still be a Christian too. In fact, this false teaching tells us the more you are living the American dream, the better Christian you are. The more God blesses you with fame, fortune, and success is just proof of how much he loves you and is giving you what you deserve for your faith. Sadly, lots of Christians in our country believe that's what God's word says, mostly because they've heard it from famous preachers. Now, I do admit there's lots of scriptural passages that talk about God pouring out his love, his grace, his blessings into our lives. God does want what is best for us as his children. 
But what God considers what is best for us is extremely different from what the world says what is best for us. I would like to see how some of those prosperity gospel preachers would preach on our text these words of Jesus for today. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he makes it as clear as he possibly can as to what kind of future they have as his followers. He tells them, in this world you will have tribulation. The Greek word for tribulation is defined as trouble involving direct suffering. It can be translated as tribulation, affliction, or many trials and sorrows. Just one chapter earlier in John 15, he told the disciples, If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, because I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. I don't know about you, but that does not sound like Jesus promising these 12 men a grand life full of nice things. I don't know how anyone could take these words out of the mouth of Jesus, the Son of God, and try to point people as if being a Christian means nothing but a life of comfort and ease. There's no way to interpret these words other than a literal warning and promise. Jesus is warning us and letting us know as plainly as he can, the life of a Christian is not an easy one. Following him is not about getting everything our sinful flesh desires. So, to make sure our faith has not been influenced by worldly factors, I'm going to attempt to do what I think St. Paul would do. Point us back to the truth of the real gospel. Not the prosperity gospel. Not the gospel infected by our American culture. Not the gospel people want to hear, but the gospel we need to hear. The one true gospel of the Bible. The good news of salvation and eternal life through the Son of God dying on the cross and rising from the dead for us. The good news that Jesus is talking about in today's text is this. In this sinful, broken world, we will have tribulation. We will have bad days. We will experience pain, guilt, shame, sadness, loneliness, sickness, even death. As sinners who constantly live contrary to God's holy will, we suffer the consequences of our own sinful thoughts, words, and actions. As sinners who live in a broken, fallen world, we also suffer the consequences of others' sinful thoughts, words, and actions. As sinners, God allows trials to come into our lives in order to bring us back to Him through repentance. As sinners, we deserve nothing good from God. We are not entitled to any forgiveness or grace because the only thing we bring to our relationship with God is sin and rebellion. That's a direct quote by Martin Luther. Sounds like good news? No, not really, not yet. But notice what Jesus includes. I tell you these things so that you may have peace. Jesus isn't telling us all of this so that we can try to avoid these tribulations or get around them or somehow learn to use them to gain success, fame, and fortune. He isn't concerned about giving us earthly 
pleasures. His desire for us is to give us peace. Peace. The kind of peace only God can give. The kind of peace that allows us to sleep at night even though we confess we are sinners who deserve eternal damnation. The kind of peace that allows us to stay focused on our God even when life hits the fan. The type of peace that carries us through the worst of storms, still having hope on the other side. You may ask yourself, how in the world can we have peace when God says we'll have tribulation? How can we be at peace after hearing how hard life is still going to be even though we follow Jesus? Well, did you notice specifically what Jesus said? So that in me you may have peace. Our peace is not found in anything earthly. Our peace is not even found in the things God blesses us with. Our peace is found in Him alone. See, the true gospel Bible says that without God, life stinks. And then Jesus finds you, and He claims you as His own, and yet we still live in a broken world full of hardships. But now, you have Jesus with you. And in Him, being there, walking with you, carrying you through that tribulation, in Him you have peace. Now you have the one who has overcome the world to depend on through those tribulations. This is what Jesus says. You will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. What Jesus is saying is that He's not going to take all your troubles and trials away. Instead, as you're going through them, Take heart in Him. Trust in Him as you go through these tribulations, and He will carry you through all trials. He has the power and authority over everything in this world, and there is nothing that can separate you from Him. As the Holy Spirit works to grow your faith in your heart through these tribulations, your trust, your dependency on Christ becomes stronger and stronger. And as you trust in Him, as you take heart knowing He has the victory over every evil, every sadness, every pain, burden, or stress this life could ever possibly throw at you, you will have peace, even in those worst days. Because your peace is in the one who has overcome the world. How has Christ overcome the world? Through His death and resurrection. As we continue to celebrate the Easter season, we are still celebrating the death of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross on Good Friday. On that rugged, blood-stained cross, He took every sin, every evil, every sadness, every pain, every broken part of our world onto Himself and died for it. He took the very wrath of God upon Himself and He experienced the suffering, the pain, the death, that you and I and all people of all time deserved. His dead body, the very one broken for us, was laid to rest in the tomb and sealed shut. And the world and Satan and sin, they thought they had overcome Jesus as he lay there dead. But then he descends into hell to announce his victory. He walked out of that tomb risen, living, and triumphant over all things. As he stood there alive, having conquering death itself, the empty tomb reveals he has overcome every enemy, including sin, Satan, and sorrow. 
through his innocent death and his atoning sacrifice, through his glorious resurrection and living victory, he has overcome all things. He has overcome everything that could ever hurt us, harm us, or separate us from God. So when we find ourselves going through those tribulations that he promises will come, our hope is not in his grace of giving us temporary things. Our trust is not in a God who simply wants to give us earthly joys and pleasures. Our peace is not found in the hope of better days yet to come in this life. No, no, no. Our hope is in his grace of salvation and eternal life freely given to us through our Savior. Our trust is in a God who sacrificed his own son to have an eternal relationship with you. Our peace is found in the promise of the cross and the empty tomb, which point us to Jesus Christ, our Savior, who promises to always be with us, to save us eternally from all enemies, and who has promised us more joys and pleasures than we could ever imagine in the new heaven and new earth after his second coming. In this world, you can bet you will have tribulation. I just read an article the other day that stated Christians are the most persecuted people on the planet right now. You will have tribulation. And yet, you still have God with you everywhere you go, every day of your life. And so as you live through this broken, sinful world and you still suffer the stress, the burdens, the pains, the fears, the sickness, the brokenness, and someday even death, Remember, Jesus told us, we will have tribulation. But he also told us, in him we have peace. Because he has overcome the world. So when Satan brings those tribulations into your lives, don't be shocked or surprised. Don't lose your faith or question. Don't blame God or hate him. Rather, cling to him more than you ever have before. Take heart in the Son of God, the crucified Jesus, the resurrected Christ, the triumphant Savior who has overcome the world. And as you trust in him alone, you have peace. When we find ourselves in tribulation and affliction and many trials and sorrows, nothing about the prosperity gospel Nothing about our American culture or dream, nothing earthly at all will be able to carry you through that hardship with peace. Only Jesus Christ. Only your faith in Him and your humble confession that you are entirely dependent on Him. Only His strength, guidance, and grace and the hope you have in His name will be able to give you the true peace in those moments. The crazy part is, that's what God desires for you. What God wants for you, what he considers best for you, it's not the American dream, not fame, fortune, or success. It's eternal salvation. Eternal life in his presence, in his perfect kingdom. And so he allows tribulations to come into your life in order to keep your faith strong. To keep you trusting in his son alone to keep you humbly confessing your sin and living an entire life of repentance so that through faith you are connected to Christ 
the one who has overcome the world, the one who offers you peace for this life and eternal blessings for the next. Do not let anything but the word of God influence your faith or your understanding of the gospel. Cling to Christ alone as he tells you this day, I tell you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Through everything this life has to offer, the good days, the bad days, the days full of tribulation, take heart in the crucified and risen Savior, Jesus Christ our Lord. Have the peace in Him and trust that eternal life and salvation, which are worth more than any amount of earthly blessings, are yours in Him alone. Take heart and have peace in Christ. Amen.